Well, happy Easter, and what a amazing truth that is. Many thanks to the worship team for leading us so well. And uh, it is a happy Easter, even though we are not together, kind of. Uh, it is still a great day, and it is really our honor uh, as the body of Christ at Redeemer City Church to gather with you online and in living rooms all across our great city of Tampa and around the country with our friends and family and uh, to celebrate our resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. If you're new to a church or if you're new to Redeemer, uh, welcome. My name is Mitch. I have the joy of being one of the pastors and elders here and we really are honored and glad that you are joining us today. Easter is a special time. Easter is a miraculous time. If you're not a Christian, maybe you were invited to watch this by a friend or you've stumbled across this online somewhere. Uh, as Christians, we celebrate Jesus on this day. We celebrate Jesus Christ, a Nazarene born to a poor carpenter and his wife in rural Middle Eastern context, Middle Eastern world some 2,000 years ago. He lived for 33 years in our world perfectly. And then he died on a Roman cross to pay the penalty for your sin and mine before a holy God, his holy father, to satisfy the righteous, perfect character of our God. Then on that first Easter, Jesus Christ overcame death and rose to life three days after being put in a tomb. This is our hope as Christians. This is why billions of people throughout time have gathered on this day every year to celebrate Jesus. It is where we put all of our eggs into that basket and it's verified by both biblical and secular sources. The evidence is there. And I'd love to meet with you post-quarantine and talk with you about that. If you have questions, uh, it would be, it would be a privilege for myself or one of our other elders, uh, to sit down with you and talk about those things and uh, it would bring us great joy. But my guess is if you're here watching or listening to me right now, it's because of one of two reasons. Either one, you're a Christian and you're celebrating with me. Or perhaps the second reason would be that you are searching for hope this Easter. We're living in strange times as a world right now, aren't we? We're living in strange times. The coronavirus has put a halt on a lot of what we do as a culture. And living in this uncertainty caused by this pandemic has pushed us, maybe better yet, it's in, invited us to come back to the table to talk with each other about what is essential in life. As little as six weeks ago, many of us, we couldn't even imagine not going out on a Friday night with our friends. We couldn't imagine not watching any sports, 
like none. None. We just couldn't even fathom not having the entertainment that we have. Maybe it's beyond that. Maybe you've lost a job. Or worse, maybe you've lost a family member or a friend at the hands of this pandemic. Maybe you've become a school teacher all of a sudden because your kids are home all the time. So many things have caused us to pull back and consider this question. What is essential? The essential things are usually the things we're passionate about. They're the things we will fight for. Things like family. We'll fight for our family. Friends who are more like family. Maybe it's work that matters. Maybe it's our health. As a Christian, it would be tough to find in the scriptures uh, a more passionate individual than a guy named Saul. He was an incredible figure in Scripture. And um, as we look at him, we we see some experiences that, that he went through that changed him. Saul was a terrorist. He was a guy who was most passionate about eradicating this new movement full of people called Christians. While you're thinking about that, one of the things I've also learned in life is that our experiences shape us. Our experience shapes us because our experience breeds passion. We believe the most deeply the things we've experienced. That's what happened to Saul. That's what happened to this terrorist. He had an encounter with Jesus that changed his life. For most of us that are Christians, it's an encounter with Jesus Christ that changed our life. The scripture says that When that happens, old things pass away and all things become new. It's our experience that deeply moves us and ultimately changes us when we encounter the living God. In that experience I referenced or that encounter, uh, Saul gets a name change, the scripture tells us. And uh, Saul becomes Paul who we know as the greatest force in Christianity of that day, and maybe ever. He got to write a ton of the New Testament that we now have, our scripture. Sometime later, he would write a letter to a group of Christians that made up a church that he loved, had a lot of friends in, people that he really cared for, people he was passionate about. And toward the end of that letter, he wrote some words that matter to us even today. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, we see Paul as their mentor, their pastor, their elder, their friend, writes them these words 
He says, now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel I preached to you, of which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. And then I love this statement that Paul makes. He says, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. What a powerful thing. Paul tells his friends that he wants to remind them that that Greek word for remind behind there is a word that means to recall to memory, to to reach back and drag something forward to the front of your mind because it's the most important thing. It's more important than anything else. Notice though he didn't say it's the only important thing. There are other important things in life, but that this was the first important thing. This first important thing was going to bless the rest of the important things. The key though is that last thing I read that Paul said to his friends. Paul tells his friends, these fellow church, fellow Christians, that this is what he has received and passed on. Saul became Paul. The terrorist became the Christian. Miraculous. Paul's own testimony a few verses later would be this, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Listen, any of us who call ourselves Christians are going to tell you that that is our story. That is our testimony. That is our cry to the Lord is that, but by the grace of God, we are what we are. Because honestly, the, the playing field is level. We're all sinners and we all need this savior who 2000 years ago went to the cross for you and for me. Anyone who would call themselves a Christian, that's their story. Not a single one of us deserves what Jesus has given to us. And Paul reminds his friends here that they had to hold on to the thing that is of first importance. I can't answer for you, but that speaks to me in our current crisis. That speaks to me. What are we going to hold on to in this crisis or the next one that comes or the next one? Because honestly, we didn't know this pandemic would happen, but people every day get diagnosis at the hospital that they didn't know were coming. Tragedy happens. Uh, things out of our control happen all the time. But I'm on your device today I'm coming into your living room or through the podcast or wherever you end up listening to this. I'm on your device today because I want to encourage you to hold on to the thing that Paul, to hold on to the thing that the scripture tells us is the thing of first importance. It's the thing you can hold that will matter to the rest. 
He says it's of first importance. This thing has the potential to bless the rest of your life. Paul reminds his friends that the thing they need to hold on to is what he calls here the gospel. Whether you're a Christian or not, this word is for you. This was written to people who were Christians. And Paul's reminding them, he's bringing back to the front of their memory the thing that matters the most. And if you're not a Christian, I want to invite you to sit up and pay attention to his words here. He reminds them that they need to hear the gospel right now. It's the thing of first importance for us today in the midst of crisis. So what is the gospel that Paul preached to his friends? What is the gospel that I will preach to you right now? It's an announcement of good news. It literally means good news, but it's good news about someone. And friend, if something is missing in your life, I want to offer you this. I want to offer you Jesus. Paul goes on to tell his friends exactly what the gospel is. He says this just a few verses later in verse 3 and 4. He says that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Friends, if something is missing in your life, I offer you Jesus. Just a a bit farther in the letter, Paul wrote... Uh, this, he says, but in fact, verse 20, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And then listen to this. This is important for you right now in your life. It says, for as by a man came death. So when Adam and Eve were the first people on earth and they chose to go their own way, they chose to sin. Death came to all of us. Sin entered our world. That was the fall of humankind. And here it says that as death came by a man, listen to this good news, this gospel news. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. The scriptures tell us that we are spiritually dead because of sin and need something, someone outside of ourselves to raise us to life, to bring us to life, the emptiness you feel feel is spiritual death but the fruit of Christ's death burial and resurrection according to the word of God here is that you can be made alive in Christ it's so important because this is actually what you were made for this is the experience that will bless the rest it's the first fruit 
It's the surrender of your will to God's that will actually bring to you life, not death. Our guy, Paul, would write this very thing to another group of friends that he was pastoring in a city called Ephesus. And let it encourage you today. Let it bring you hope today on this Easter, this Resurrection Sunday. Let it transform your life so that you will never be the same. Surrender to this. Here's what he said to the Ephesian Christians in Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 8 to 10, it says this, For by grace, God's grace, something outside of them, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. Here it is. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Jesus gave up his life on the cross for you to pave the way for you to be made right with God, the one who created you. You are God's craftsmanship. You have purpose in this life. You were created by Almighty God who loved you enough to send His own Son to die for you so that you could have life and live out that purpose. What an amazing God. It's what separates the God of Scripture from all other gods and all other religions. Your salvation doesn't depend on you. It depends on Jesus. And when he rose out of that grave on that first Easter and defeated death, it paved the way, it opened the door for you to have life, for you to find that purpose that God created you for, which was good works in Christ. And really live It's as simple as calling out to God in the stillness of your own heart. In your own mind, Scripture tells us that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, we will be saved. I just want to stop right now and encourage you, if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus... I want to encourage you to do that right now in the stillness of your living room, in the stillness of your car, in the stillness of wherever you're watching or listening to this. If you're ready to make that decision, I'd invite you to pray something like this with me right now. There's nothing magic about what I'm going to say. It's the simple confession of Jesus. But this might be a comfortable way for you to do it. It's just to tell God, God, I know I'm a sinner and I know I need a Savior. I believe that Jesus died for me and was raised to life from the dead. Adopt me as one of your own. I love you. Amen. The Bible is very clear that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, you will be saved. If you prayed that prayer or anything like it in your own words, I want to celebrate the fact that this Easter, 
you are now a child of God. And would you do us a favor and would you just in the comments or click on the digital connect card there and tell us because we want to celebrate with you. And if you'd be uh, so kind and we would be honored if you'd give us your address, we'd love to send you a book that will just help you get started in this journey that one of our good friends wrote. And uh, we would love to put that in your hands. We won't proselytize or or show up on your doorstep uh, yet. And, uh, but we, we want to celebrate that with you and pray for you and join you in this new journey that you have with Jesus. So please let us know. And, uh, we would love to do that. If you're a Christian today, it's Easter. We're celebrating all across our city, our nation, our world, millions and millions and millions of people celebrating the true God, Jesus Christ. And the Bible reminds you of your faith this way in Colossians chapter 2 verse 6. And I want to encourage you as a follower of Christ, somebody who celebrates this day with this verse says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. On this Easter, let me encourage you to be full of thanksgiving. There is no uncertain time in this world that can take away from you what you have in Christ. And scripture says that just as you received Christ, continue to walk in Him. The words of Jesus when He were on this earth was that you should have faith like a child. He said, let the little children come to me. We must be rooted and built up, established in the gospel. What Paul told his friends in 1 Corinthians was that that thing, that message, that gospel, that announcement of good news was the thing that they were to hold on to no matter what was happening around them. So church, be encouraged today. Be encouraged that outside of time, outside of our experience, sits a God on a throne and He is not shaken. His kingdom is not shaken. And as the book of Hebrews in Scripture calls you to enter into His rest. Let's celebrate that today all around our city and our world that we serve the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and His name is Jesus. Amen. Let's pray together. God, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for the Gospel. Thank You for Jesus. And it's in Him that the Scripture says we live and move and have our being. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. And we love you, Jesus. We lift high your name on this Easter Sunday, 2020, knowing that you're in control of all things and we can rest as your kids because we have a good Father and a good Lord. We praise you and we thank you. We thank you for the sacrifice you made on the cross. And we praise you for the fact that you are 
powerful and you stood up out of that grave so that we could have life. Holy Spirit, I pray that whoever's listening or watching this, if they don't know you, that you would call them to yourself, that you would adopt them into your family, that they might too be a child of God. Jesus, we love you and we praise you. And it's in your strong name that we pray. Amen.